Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. All right, we got the record button hit. And I guess that means we're recording. This is Joel Breedsky, along with Mike Kapler. And the Growing in Grace podcast, uh, we do this thing weekly around the world at growingingrace.org. And also, just uh, type us into your favorite podcasting app, Growing in Grace, and look for the one with Mike and Joel. And there you have us. Oh, man, it's so good to do this thing. It's uh, always refreshing. We get a lot of comments from people who are refreshed by what we do here. Cap, you recently, a few weeks ago, you um, actually preached at a local church that we've both been been a part of, um, and you had some good comments after that. I don't know if you want to share any of that, or, or uh, but just the point I wanted to make is just how people really love to hear this stuff, because it is so refreshing. It's different than what you're going to hear in, in a lot of churches and it's freeing, like we talked about last week, Independence Day. It's, uh, but this is a different kind of independence. This is <laughs> being free in Christ, being free toward God, um, which a lot of people in Christ are not experiencing that. I don't uh, speak too often. As you know, Joel, I don't speak in front of people too often. We did radio broadcasting. We do the podcast. You know, I wrote the book, but... It's not necessarily um, a desire of my heart to, to go out and speak in front of people. But, you know, I, I think it went okay. We um, got to share some things about the gospel of grace that maybe some people were familiar with to an extent. Other people, you know, it was probably brand new. Uh, I think the feedback was, was good. I don't know what uh, Dan and Josh, our, our pastor friends there, will, will get for a complete feedback. But, you know, anytime you're giving something somebody something that, changes their perspective and tries to take them to not only a different point of view, but a different paradigm entirely. When, when that happens, there, there's going to be some resistance out there, right? I, I'm, I'm going to assume that anyway. I don't know that that was the case here, but uh, the, you know, n- never assume what somebody tells you is always going to be the, the correct thing. It's, it, it's okay to receive information from Bible teachers or whatever, uh, and, and and do what you want with it. Allow the Spirit of God, and this is something I think we all could use some lessons on, but allow the Spirit of God to to teach you, to be your guide, to lead you into all truth. Mm. Um, we all have the same Spirit in us. It's just that sometimes our minds get in the way, our false assumptions get in the way. So I appreciated being able to to do that. They They asked me to do it. Since I live close by, I, I decided I, I would accept that invitation. I mean, any time that somebody like me or Joel or anybody who has a passion for the new covenant of Jesus, I mean, we get that opportunity to, to share some of those nuggets with people. I'll tell you one thing, though, Joel, kind of like the podcast sometimes, because I know I know I tried to cram 21 <laughs> weeks worth of programs into about eight minutes last week. <laughs> and I, I think I owe Joel eight minutes, and if he's no. a good law keeper... <laughs> Uh, I'm a good law keeper, so I'm going to pay Joel back one of these weeks. I'm going to give him eight podcast minutes um, (laughs) with interest. But um, it's amazing. You know, we get about a half hour to talk there in front of the uh, 
in front of the studio audience there at the congregation. And um, it goes by really fast. My, my first thought, and I told you this, my first thought is when, when you're asked to do that, what am I going to fill 30 minutes with? And, and then as I start thinking about it, I realize there's some things I'd really like to talk about, but I don't even know if I could do them <laughs> <Not> enough time <laughs> uh, for two weeks in a row at 30 minutes at a time and do them justice. So it, it goes by really fast as you're watching the clock tick backwards down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and it's one of those things, too, where you, you kind of prepare for it. You take you have notes with you. You, ha- you have a goal. But then um, – uh, at least for me, uh, a lot of times things just start popping. It's like popcorn seeds. As things start popping, you kind of get off your notes a little bit, and and then you you don't always get everything in that you thought you were going to because God brought up some other things and you just ran out of time. Hmm. Yeah, I know that was a challenge for you, and and but one I know that you love doing as well that you, being able to share the truth and you know the freedom of Christ that we have with with people. I, I thought it was really cool to to watch you because I've known you of course from radio and I would always see you behind the mic the microphone but haven't seen you of course in front of people like that except uh, you know a couple of previous times when you have uh, preached at the same at the same church and when we have been in a smaller group session you and I what with I think you and I enjoy that a whole lot more too when we're able to meet with smaller groups of people and just share in a more intimate intimate um, setting but more, you, more interaction, more stuff, interaction, yeah. definitely. And because there are just so many people who hunger and thirst for, and, and I'm using this term on, on purpose, that people are hungering and thirsting for something that they already have, but they don't realize that they have it. They don't realize mm-hmm. that they don't need to be hungering and thirsting for righteousness. Yes, Jesus said to blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for you shall be filled. Well, guess what? We have been filled. In in Christ, we've received all the righteousness that we ever will need. We've been justified, and everything that we needed, he has given us freely. It's God who justifies the ungodly. Paul says this in Romans 4. He's talking about Abraham and how Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. We talked a little bit about Abraham last week when we talked about James, but... Um, Paul sticks with the scripture, Genesis 15, 6, Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness, period. That's how Abraham was made righteous. It was by faith. It was when he believed God. And then Paul goes on to say here in Romans 4, 4, now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. So if you're going to work, if you're going to try to earn something from God, then that's not grace. That's God owing you a debt. If you work, and you expect righteousness from your work, that means that God is paying you, rewarding you for your work instead of it being about grace. Uh, But to him, and this is the key here about what Paul says, but to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. That's the gospel right there. Him who does not work. There are no works that we can do to be justified. To him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. And so there are many people who have come to believe, and because of the covenant mixture that gets taught in churches, like we talk about a lot on this podcast, people don't understand the difference between the covenants, the law, 
versus the covenant of grace, God's grace. You know, we look at our Bible and we think it's all written for us. We're supposed to obey every single word that's written in it. We don't understand that so much of it is old covenant that we're not under. And we mix that with grace. And so people are trying to work somehow to attain to something that they've actually been given freely. God justifies the ungodly. Ungodly people, God justifies. (laughs) So once we're justified, then we are justified. It's not a continual process where we're justified and then we sin a little. And so we need to be justified again. And then we sin a little, then we need to be justified and made righteous. It's nothing like that. But God has justified us once and for all. Now we are no longer considered sinners, even though we might mess up from time to time, some more often than others. But it's the gift of God that we've received. It's his very own righteousness that we've received. And so there's there's nothing we can do to earn that. Well, let's keep rolling with this because this is all pretty spontaneous here today. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were under the assumption, the false assumption, that the Christian life revolves around working at trying to become something that you think you are not yet, then you've missed the whole point of the gospel. I'm not saying you aren't saved or anything like that. I'm just saying you've misunderstood what the gospel is about based on what Joel was just talking about. So the common, and I do mean very common, misunderstanding that is out there amongst the Christian world is just that. I'm working at trying to improve myself. I'm working at trying to become better. I know this all sounds religiously good. It preaches good, but I'm working at trying to become something I'm not instead of, instead of living from who God says I already am as the righteousness of God, as one who has been perfected, as one who is deemed to be uh, blameless um, and, and forgiven and, and holy and and all of these things. We're not described as sinners anymore. As Joel said, yes, we do mess up from time to time, but that's not how we're identified because we're not identified by what we do, but by who we are, who we have become as a new creation in Jesus Christ. And because we are a child, we are an heir. We've inherited the very nature of God as a new creation. We've become partakers of the divine nature. And, and now we have the right to uh, and access to everything that pertains to life and godliness because of that inheritance, because of our uh, state of being a, a child. We're in a childhood state, <laughs> and, and uh, some more than others. And I, I plead guilty to that. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm childish. But, um, but seriously, th- this is the misconception that, that's taking place out there. And, and people, by, by working harder, trying to become something they think they're not, making lifestyle improvements, and these can all be beneficial, but don't take them out of context. You know, so trying to do all these things, it's like we're trying to climb a spiritual ladder that is non-existent. And, and that ladder, never see, we never seem to get anywhere near the top of it, right? It just seems to keep sinking down into the ground the more steps we go up. And so we want to try to get away from that, try to stop doing to become something, and realize who God says you've already become, as the righteousness of God, and live from that. Because if, if your mindset is, I'm just a sinner, guess what you're going to end up doing? <laughs> you know? You're just going to say, well, I couldn't really help it because I'm just a sinner. So, yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's, I think, one of the big differences. Um, you know, there was a book by um, Dan Stone. Uh, it was The Rest of the Gospel. It's kind of a two meanings there. It's The Rest mm-hmm. of the Gospel, and it's The Rest 
of the gospel. But it's you know, a lot of people have part of the gospel down. I'm forgiven by God's grace. Um, I, I, yeah, thank God I'm for, I'm forgiven, but I'm just a sinner. I'm just a, a lowly, poor sinner, and, and I can't help but sin. But then there's the other part of it is that we've become one with the Holy Spirit. We've become one spirit with him. We've been raised to new life. We've been born again of incorruptible seed. So in the heart, in our spirit, in the core of who we are, we have been made brand new, and that's forever. Uh, We're not a sinner. Our identity is saint. Our identity is righteous and holy. We've been justified And yes, sometimes in these bodies that we live in, we mess up, we sin, but that does not define us anymore. When we were a sinner and we did good things, we did righteous things, we still were considered a sinner. But now that we're righteous and sometimes we do sinful things, we're no longer considered sinners, we're considered righteous because that is our identity. Our identity was sinner, our identity is now righteous saint and that's that's some good news and that's some things that help us and so we kind of want to chip a little bit away at at, at this idea of self-righteousness and how you know people are trying to do good in order to be good with god and really that's just self-righteousness because the only way that we can be righteous in god's eyes is by faith it's it's by his grace and there were some people in jesus day called prostitutes and sinners and jesus told the pharisees that those prostitutes and sinners, those ungodly people, would enter the kingdom of God before them, before the Pharisees. So we'll talk maybe a little bit about that next week and some other things on the Growing in Grace podcast at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.